Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Are we just going to read text messages for the whole podcast or? No, I didn't really know what to do. I'm ready when you are. I mean, we're waiting on you technically. So okay. All right. There it is. Clapping. I knew, I knew that that was going to happen. Welcome to Take It or Leave It. Did you hit record? I did. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Pad Bean, Castbox, Poop Poop, and Padoodle Doodle. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. <laughs> Wonder people are pissed in the reviews, dude. <laughs> They're like, these ladies just don't give a shit. Um, I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you could take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, since you guys are salty about us not having topics, <laughs> I decided to pull some out of my ass. And here they are. I don't know what these are, by the nope. way, everyone. So I will basically give them to you and then you can say yes or no. How many are there? So I know. So I don't um, say no to something that. Like, like what level of desperate are we for topics? Like, is there a plethora? Can I be casual uh, about one, my nose? Two, three, four. I have four. Okay. So I have to say no to just one. All right. You okay. can say no to one and we'll talk about three others. Okay. Okay. Would you like to explore the differences in authoritarian? I'm not going to say the word right. Authoritarian versus authoritative parenting. No. Okay. Would you like? Well, that's your no. All right. Snooze fest. Okay. Snooze fest. Well, the Cleveland Clinic had some things to say about it, so. Well, you can't even have anything to say about it because the two words that you need to discuss the topic are impossible for your mouth to produce. So So then we will be talking about the submersible. Oh, geez. uh, True crime and bedtime. Say less. And we will be talking about Colleen Barringer. Oh, Jesus. Meredith, what are you doing? Listen, did you? I, I said... Oh my gosh. There are four. You vetoed the first one. I didn't know what else was coming. This is, this is going to be controversial and I'm here for it. It's not going to be controversial. It's not going to be controversial or we're just relaying the news. Are we, are we news relayers now? Well, ish, news ish. Okay. Let's do it. I already forgot the first one. Well, the submersible. Okay. So were you not glued to your TV or to your phone or to whatever about this? No, not even a li- everybody was talking about it, dude. And I have a thing where if everybody's talking about something, I don't want anything to do with it because I feel like that's the plan is to get everybody to talk about something at once. And have you ever noticed it's the most random things that everybody talks about all at once? I don't, I mean, like I since don't... when do people care about a submarine ever? Like when was the last time you even thought about a submarine? Well, it until- wasn't. A submarine. It was a submersible. And the difference is the reason that people cared about it is because normally five normal human beings don't get into a pop, a pop tin can like this submersible was and go all the way down to the level of the ocean floor that is known as just above the abyssal floor. I don't know what abyssal floor is. It means you're turn around that this is not for you this is not where people go is what it means it's like a road sign that says turn back around bitch this is not for you 
But people, so people have been there. <clears throat> Excuse me. People have been there before, correct? That is true. A handful of times, as well as um, they they went like on not on this one. Like this one has been down there. I think there were three attempted missions. I don't know the exact count of how many times they made contact with it, but I know that they got halfway down once and had to turn around. I know they got down and equipment failed and they couldn't see anything. How pissed are you if you get all the way down there and then you can't even see anything? Because you have to remember, they're looking at this on a computer screen inside of this submersible. Well, that's the thing that got me when I found that out. That's the thing that doesn't sit right with me, dude. Yeah. Like, put a... like put a window like what like well and that's why like james cameron talks about his trip when he went down to see the titanic right because he directed the titanic and he went down in more of a what i would assume is a a submarine right like this was a this was not what this um ocean gate uh submersible was he went down in something that was clearly much sturdier um uh, so there, do you want to know what's so crazy? Hmm. <clears throat> uh, back, sorry, in September of 2022. Yeah. This person, Phineas, wrote on Twitter, I have an idea for a Titanic sequel where a luxury submarine full of millionaires crashes while touring the wreck of the Titanic. The movie is 26 minutes long. Very rewatchable. He wrote it as a joke. And that was back in September. So he's he reposted and said, I forgot about this, but it's been brought to my attention that I'm a prophet. Saying mm-hmm. that he like called yeah. it. And then a post resurfaced of a psychic from February saying that she had Bill Paxton come through. This was back in February. She's like, I'm here with Bill Paxton. Oh, Lord. And he is telling me that there is a, um, some type of cruise ship or water vessel and safety checks haven't been done and it's going to be newsworthy and catastrophic, da, 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 da. And so this clip just resurfaced from February. The woman went into more detail about it, but then people are like, wait a minute. Uh, what did I say his name was? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was in the submersible with James Cameron visiting the Titanic site before. Mm. And so people are freaking out thinking that he his you know, whether or not you believe it is just interesting, but thinking that his ghost came back to try to warn everybody. Yeah. In February. Isn't that crazy? Anyway. So the thing that got me about the entire the entire thing. Right. There were a lot of different components. Somebody was just like the whole thing about it being run by a remote control um, by Logitech. Right. There was literally a Logitech remote control on the inside of the submersible that they were controlling this thing. And Logitech stock went down after it was it was um, noted that that's the type of controller they were using, which stinks Mm. for Logitech because it's like. Is it really Logitech's fault? I don't right. I don't know that that's the case here. But what got me about this entire thing, so the internet and I talked about this on my on my channel. The internet went in two ways. They went into two camps. They went into the camp that was crucifying these billionaires who were spending $250,000 to go down uh to the abyssal floor to see the Titanic. And then there were people who were genuinely concerned for the welfare of five people that were at the abyssal floor looking at the Titanic. And it was, you were in one or the other, you were either, you know, filleting these people or you were like, Oh shit, this is serious. Like these people are good. They're probably dead. Right. Like the day, Mm -hmm. the day we heard it, it was like, did they, do we really think that they're, and then all of the stuff starts to come out, right? Like they can't actually, if they were to float to the surface and we couldn't find them, they can't actually get themselves out because it's drilled in from outside, which sounds like a really terrible escape plan. Mm. It just sounds like you're in a tin coffin in the sea at that point. Like, I don't understand how there's no emergency hatch or these types of things anyway. So what got me about this, though, was the whole conversation about billionaires needing to spend a quarter of a million dollars to go get an adrenaline rush. 
because there's literally nothing left on this planet for them to do that they can't attain or afford because of the amount of money that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's just a really yucky social construct that we live with. And I think I feel like it's it's I, I just feel like has anybody come out and said what they were thinking, like have the spouses or anybody said like the reason that they wanted to go down? I think the reason is because it's something that really a vi- such a minute percent of the population can do. They wanted to do it, right? And I, I mean, think, it could be, but I'm not sure. I was curious. Well, I think the wife of the the of the husband and the son, which is a really sad story, right? Like she lost her husband and her son in this mm-hmm. in this tragedy, and the boy apparently a boy, he's 19, didn't want to go. He was scared. Yeah. And the dad was like, "It's my Father's Day gift," mm. and it's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So that was. That was just, I, you know, I was tearing up reading that because I was like, oh my gosh, like the kid didn't want to go. The kid didn't want to get into the submersible, right? And Mm. the mom, the wife is waiting up top because it's, you know, they have spouses or friends or people that come with them that wait up top while they go down for the dive. So when they come back up, they're there. Mm. So it's, you know, the entire thing. And then they just didn't and they were just waiting and waiting. Right. Right. And so I am... I am the person who uh, the last thing I want is another shot of adrenaline in my system because I feel hmm. like I live on adrenaline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the yep. fact that people pay to go and get that hit, I can't understand it. I don't want to be on a roller coaster. I don't want to be on an elevator too long. I don't want to... Um, ride those electric scooters in cities because um, the incident rates are extremely high. I don't want to do any of these things. And people are paying a quarter of a million dollars to feel that. And so it begs other questions, right? Like not only do they have enough money to do this, but why are they, why do they need to get that hit? Like what else is going on? And I actually thought about you and I wanted to ask you this question because you are such an anxious person, Mm -hmm. but you did drugs to feel. Is this okay to ask? Yeah. It just caught me off guard. I didn't know where we were going. Because I was thinking about it and, and it made me wonder because you are, you have always been, you've said such an anxious person. So were you using in the opposite way that these people were, are using this, is that the dynamic? That's what made me think about this. Do you, do you understand I, the question I'm asking? I think I do. Okay. I think I do. For me, uh, drugs were a way to not feel, actually. So it's opposite. Got it. Um, they numbed me. So when I did the drugs, that anxiety, that stress, that overthinking, that worry, it actually disappeared which is why I started doing it so much in the beginning. I'm like, man, I feel nothing. And it's the greatest feeling I've ever felt. And then it got to a point where my body became physically addicted and I was doing them just to not feel withdrawal. Um, okay. I, and, and so that's what I was thinking to myself. So I, you are literally doing, you were doing it to, to obtain the opposite of what these yeah. people do it to obtain or any yeah, adrenaline but- junkie. Is it a speculation that they're adrenaline junkies? Like, sure. That's, I'll take that as a speculation on my part. Cause I just feel like anybody who's willing to put themselves in that situation, you're a bit of a daredevil. A hundred percent agree. But I don't know necessarily if they're just like, let's get crazy guys. Let's just be nuts and go. Like I, I haven't heard or researched the background story of who these people are or why they were involved or why they wanted to go. I mean, I can surmise, you know, when you have the money, why not, you know, an ego thing, who knows, but I don't know. I, to me, there's just so much of it doesn't make sense. And I have so many unanswered questions um, that it's so hard to formulate an opinion until those questions get answered. Like, I don't know. Why do some things become 
such front page news and other things don't like people were saying that not that this has anything to do with my opinion or my I, i'm probably not even going to quote it right but like 200 people or something drowned trying to do you know what i'm talking about was it were they immigrants yeah yeah so like 200 people drowned and like i didn't even hear about it until people started bringing it up but i think because of the circumstances it wasn't front page it's just i don't know i'm sure that's it exactly it wasn't it wasn't uh fed into the news the news uh system because it's not flashy and exciting and it's not something that people want to probably talk about there was also a russian coup what's what's a coup uh uh a militant organization in russia tried to overthrow vladimir putin so that also happened at this exact time um, so there are a lot of other things that were definitely noteworthy that people probably didn't hear about. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like I, here's, I know a lot of people, um, you know, feel very passionately about the people who chose to go on this mission and ultimately ended up not alive anymore. Um, I guess I'm just the kind of person who I would never... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Do you want me to punch him in the dick, dude? I'll do it. Is he giving you attitude? He asked me if I was okay, and I went like this because of the static, but he does not want to come in and deal, so... Okay. Well, he's in the hot tub, yeah. living his best life. He, he's out. first thing in the morning. He he went for a run. Okay, I'm just saying he's he's living a life of luxury, and he needs to chill with the attitude. Um, I'll let him. But know. I, I just, regardless of the circumstances, I'm not really one to ever mock death. Like I can't, if I feel some type of way about their death, even secretly, if I'm like, wow, they deserve it, you know, in my head or whatever, which I don't. But if I did, I wouldn't feel the need to go on the internet and spread that. Like I, it just feels like people forget, like we're all humans, dude. And, uh, it's a life. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I, you know, I think that I feel the exact same way. It, it, I, I was sitting here watching this thing unfold and I'm thinking to myself, no matter if they're billionaires who have all this money or not these are there's five human beings inside of this why they got into this is beyond my is beyond my uh understanding but they still got in and they're down there and i'm sitting there thinking to myself oh my gosh could you imagine they're just sit like what if they're sitting in there and they know that the air is getting low and they know that they're stuck on like just the panic that i felt in my chest for the, the way that these people, the convert. Now, that's not how it happened. That's not how it went down. Um, you know what's so interesting? Sorry. No, go ahead. Like, I, I just felt a correlation between my addiction and this. Like, on my own. Like, I made choices that could have very easily resulted in my death on a nearly daily basis. And there are people out there who very strongly believe that if you make the decision to use and get high, then you deserve what you get. And it's kind of this along the same line, not necessarily as far as like physical addiction and things like that. But I can't ever, even if some, I don't know, people do really dumb stuff for clout nowadays, but I would never, I just can't fathom being like, that's what you get. Like, I just can't imagine it. Like they're, dead i 
I feel the same way. I do. I think on this one, it's we're we're definitely similar in in our because I because I wouldn't feel that way about an addict either. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, even I don't, these YouTubers who like there's YouTubers who have died doing really dumb stunts. Yeah, and of course it goes without saying if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't be dead, right? But I can't imagine getting on the internet and being like, "Well, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, he deserved it. He, you know, just." I no. I don't know. I'm just not that kind of person and not that they're, you know, everybody's allowed to do and say what they want. But for me, you haven't heard me say anything about it because I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think I find these things so interesting because all of life is the social experiment. And so the way somebody reacts to it interests me. A hundred percent. And so that's what gets me when I'm watching these things. Because if if you even go back and watch what I said about it, I'm not really giving you my opinion on what I think about these these people. I'm saying, let's take a look at the two camps that set up. I definitely fell more in the second camp of, oh my gosh, these are human beings. Like this is scary and I'm stressed for their families mm-hmm. and all of this. But I still find I still find it very interesting. It's why I love and I talked about this. It's why I love reality TV quote-unquote reality TV, uh, because they have set up a social experiment for us to view, which is yeah. basically life. That's all life is, is this is a really big social experiment with hard hard rights and hard lefts all yeah. of the time. So I find it very interesting. But, you know, I do think that there are – I did say that I think there are some really important ways we could use $250,000 better the planet to better people's lives on the planet Mm -hmm. and i know that there are a lot of uber wealthy people who do that you know the um jeff bezos ex-wife gives away so much money and the thing is is she couldn't give away all the money she has because they have so much money that it makes money that they could never spend the money so i'm like kudos to you for just being like let's just give all of this money to all of these programs and serve people because she knows my money's just going to keep making money and I can just give this money away and it's just going to help people. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. Thank you for doing that. You know, there are people mm-hmm. out there that have extremely deep pockets that do help because there are, you know, there's, and and if people want to get really technical, I hear, I see this written all the time. Stop sending your money outside of the United States. We have people that need help here. Of course we do. But we're human beings across the planet. So help here, help over there, help anywhere that you see fit. You know, there are food deserts everywhere. There are places where people have no medical care here in the U.S. as well as abroad. What even is money? What even is money? Like, let's just print more. Yeah, that's not how it works. But I wish it was. I'm. It's backed by gold. And okay. a value system. Where's the gold? Where's the gold? Fort Knox. Actually? I don't know. Yeah, where is it though? Fort Knox. Actually? I don't know. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, that movie that I love? Um, oh my gosh. With uh, Wahlberg and, and Will Ferrell. The other guys. Mm-hmm, he, goes into the, he goes into the Federal Reserve. And he's and he thinks that that's where they keep all the money. And he's like, it's not that kind of bank. And he's like, let me in. And he's like, no, it's it's not that kind of bank. Maybe it's in the Federal Reserve. Great movie, Maybe. by the way. Maybe it is. Um, I just think, like, I don't know how or why they were millionaires or billionaires. I don't know what they do. Yeah. Or whatever. But I think it's always, I don't know. It's just... It's interesting, that's for sure, but it also it stresses me out honestly to see humanity and sometimes mm-hmm. and their responses to things like this because it makes me feel I'm so worried about offending people that it's really hard <laughs> to talk sometimes and I'm I'm practicing not giving a shit, but it's hard, but I'll just say this like I some people out there are just their opinions don't mesh with mine and they remind me of people that are not people. Like, I feel like we have been so desensitized to things and dehumanized and compassion is lacking everywhere. 
empathy is lacking everywhere. And when somebody's behind a keyboard and there's that level of anonymity, they speak in such a vile, foul way that fuels other people to feel okay to speak the same. And then before you know it, it spreads <clears throat> like a disease and it's just negativity. And so I think regardless of where you stand on the subject, you have a choice whether or not you keep your damn opinion to yourself, especially if nobody asked for it. Mm. And you should. All right. Not Moving on. True crime and bedtime. Sorry. Was what? that... Go ahead. Too far? No, I thought it was a great way to end it. Okay, because it ended abruptly. No, I thought it was a great way. I think you made amazing points. And I see I see exactly what you're saying. And I do think you should give less shits. Um trying. To an extent, because I don't think you ever would go out maliciously to say something to somebody, nor would I. Um to get your point across, I think we both weigh things out before we speak, or at least okay. try to. Are you about to read about how it's not a good idea to listen to true crime at bedtime? No. Because I'll snap. Do whatever you want. <clears throat> but I'm just going to tell you what this mental health expert said. Okay. One mental health expert has warned us that those who listen to or watch episodes of true crime shows to unwind could potentially be seriously disturbed people. Psychologist, psychologist Dr. Thelma Bryant sat down with Mel Robbins on her podcast and revealed those who consume violent media may do so for a very specific reason. It might be because the trauma of it all is familiar to them. She said, if your idea of relaxing before you go to sleep is to watch three episodes of Law & Order, uh, then I encourage you to think about why trauma is relaxing to you. So if this sounds like you, then you may be in need of some pretty serious counseling. Dr. Bryant continued, some of us grew up in high-stress situations, so people mistake peace for boring. To come home to yourself to have to lean into discomfort because it's going to feel unfamiliar. Dr. Bryant explains that people often discuss their love of cr true crime and therapy and argue many people find it normal and familiar. She went on to state some of us grew up in those high-stress situations, and therefore we need that. Uh, one person wrote, wow, that is exactly why I watch to relax. That is so enlightening. Others say, it's not the trauma that relaxes me. It's the justice at the end. What are your thoughts? I'm curious, what do you think my thoughts are? Um, when you think about me... And true crime. What do you think about? I do know that you grew up oh, feeling we're going, uncertain we're about going a way lot. Back. Well, okay. I just know as I just know a bit about your childhood, so I say that you you grew up with some uncertainty and and lots of anxiety. And I think I think that you watch true crime probably for the same reason that I watch true crime and I could be wrong here, but because you want to know the who and the why. Yes. That's what drives me. Like when I sit to watch anything that is a murder mystery or a crime in general, it doesn't have to be murder. It could be any type of crime. I want to know the who and the why and the why probably even more than the who, because that's what drives people to do it. And that's what I want to know. I want to know that why. I've explained this before, uh, and it never comes out the way that I want it to. Um, sorry, I was reading a comment. I get so distracted. Um, there's no way to explain this without sounding like a psych, like a crazy, like, anyway, I feel like a home invasion, dying, all of those things, those are my biggest fears. And so to me, watching true crime is like football players going into the locker room after a game and watching the game to find what they could have done better, what oh. they did wrong, how to prepare for next time. Oh I God. shit you not. So when I watch it, I feel like it helps me be aware of the types of people that are out there 
be aware of motives that cause them to do the things that they do. Be aware of, you know, what the victim's situations were, actions were, um, geographical locations were. It makes me feel safe because it makes me feel like I'm studying all of the potentially terrible things that could happen to me so that I can be prepared going forward. Mm. Does it make me a worry wart, psychopath, overthinking lunatic? Yeah. In my day to day, a hundred percent. When the three of us, me, you and Dina would be walking down the street, I'd be walking behind us with my head on a swivel to check all around us to make sure that something terrible wasn't going to happen. I would look in the eyes of strangers as they passed, see if I could tell if they had like ill intentions. I'm my situational awareness, my hypervigilance makes me feel safe, but it's also destroying my central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big thing. I, I would say that I am always on edge. Obviously, like I'm a gasper. We've talked about this multiple times. I, I am a chronic, I have chronic gasping syndrome. Mm -hmm. I can just be standing there. And if something brushes against me, you would think that my leg had been chopped off. Dave hates it. It's one of the biggest pet peeves that he has with me is that I am a, I have chronic gasping syndrome. However, I am not situationally aware. I never pay attention to anything. It always feels like I could be looking directly at the situation and not comprehend it and then be like, oh, they're coming towards us. I should move now. So I don't have even I don't have the parts that you have to even like deal with, like if something were to happen in that moment, because I just don't. You just just like to be surprised and gasp. (laughs) That's all I do all day. You wake up out of a dead sleep gasping gasping in fear. Yeah, I do. It's the scariest shit that's ever happened to me (laughs) ever to this day. It'll be dead silent in the hotel room. Meredith sleeping. I'm chilling. Horror movie instantly (laughs) for no reason. No, there's a reason. Whatever's going on in your dreams, dude, is super. I have sleep paralysis. I have the same dream. And that is, that is a dark shadowy figure comes in and chokes me out. And when they get to this spot, that's when I flail and it's the same every time. They creep up to the side of the bed, they put their hands around my neck, and then I'm screaming. And I gasp, scream myself awake. It's the same dream every time. It's so scary, dude. I've had sleep paralysis twice and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's so horrifying. Yeah, it's not fun. But obviously that's just all my anxiety coming to the forefront when I finally let my body relax and it's like, nah, bitch, (laughs) not tonight. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, like, look, hold on. I'm going to do something real quick. I have, I fall asleep listening to YouTube. I have a sleep playlist. It has 698 videos. Um, I'm just going to read the first couple to you. Trigger warning. Okay. Um, Three last minute confessions of murder. North Korean prank show had a sinister twist. The most twisted cases you've ever heard. TikTok's most disturbing mystery. The harrowing story of Thomas Chan. Um, A stranger took me. 13 true scary Reddit stories. Seven true scary wedding horror stories. Heather Sykes' deposition into the killing, the Facebook date that ended in murder. Okay. Um, it just, there's 698 of these. And what I do is I put two or three in a row, and then I make the third or fourth one down. Last night I did four videos, and then the fifth one was rain sounds for sleeping. Oh, that'll help. If you're on the live stream, you that'll can wash see away it. the tears. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know why, but trying to follow along with a whodunit puts me to sleep. And I think it's because my mind is so intrigued by that kind of thing that it's my, instead of focusing on all the crap going on in my life, 
or all the things I have to do or haven't done, I'm following along this story until my body gets tired enough to fall asleep. Yeah. It's the only thing that can hold my attention. Otherwise, I get bored and my thoughts start floating and I'm like, do we need to make more videos? Who am I as a person? Where mm -hmm. do I want to be in five years? The existential crisis comes yeah. in. Yeah, I yeah, understand. It's that. not normal, but I have such a friggin' hard time going to sleep because a lot of people don't know this. Most people, I don't think I've ever talked about it. I don't know. But um, I have a few different forms of OCD, and one of my OCDs kicks in at night at bedtime. And I got a diagnosis for it finally, but you probably witnessed it before where I have to be perfectly comfortable. My pillows have to be in the perfect spot and my bladder has to be completely empty. Um, which is why there's so many nights where you're like, holy shit, you're peeing again. Like remember, and it just kept coming out. Yeah. No matter how many times I went pee, it's because if I'm trying to sleep and I have the tiniest bit of pee in my bladder. I can't follow. Anyway, so it's back and forth to the bathroom a hundred times. It's just my OCD is real bad at night when it comes to trying to be still and lay down and go to sleep. So I would love to take some kind of tranquilizer. Yeah. I feel like it would solve all my problems, but I'm an addict, so it's not an option. So I just do what works and this works. It is not great. It doesn't work well. I still barely sleep, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just don't think that some people sleep well and others um, sleep like babies. Please ask what OCD this is. Um, I don't think there's a name for this specific one. She said this was just a general symptom, but I have harm OCD and health OCD also. Um, but she just said that it was a symptom of it because I tried to tell her I don't have it. And then later on in the therapy session, I was talking to her about at night why I have such trouble sleeping. And she's like, so your pillows have to be in the exact same position. And I was like, yes. And she's like, and the blanket has to be pulled up to the nape of your neck and your hand have to be one in your pants and one underneath mm -hmm. your pillow. Otherwise, you can't fall asleep. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, and you don't have OCD, correct? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I see what you did there, batch. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know how we got on this subject. Oh, this... Doctor, I'm just kidding. <laughs> "Quote unquote." Who's an actual Is, doctor? Yeah, Selma. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see her certificates. You want to see her certificates? We could ask her to come on the show. No. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> no. I was just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that I think that which I think there's merit to what she's saying. I do think that people who probably grew up with a lot of trauma can find peace in that because it's it's what they are used to and i think that that's why a lot of people repeat um or get themselves back into situations because it's com comforting to them because they know what to expect so that makes sense to me i agree i also think that for some people probably like me um that place of peace is very scary unknown territory mm -hmm. and i'm super scared to go there because I don't know what I'm going to find there. <laughs> and I don't know that I'm equipped to handle whatever I find there. So if I keep my mind busy and my heart racing until eventually my body conks out, then I never have to. Do you know they have these things? I think it's called sky caves. Sky... I'll have to look it up, send it to you on Instagram. But basically it's like nine days of darkness and you go into like this little cavern, this cave and it's pitch black. And you sit there alone for nine days in complete silence and darkness. They have a bathroom. Yeah, they have a bathroom. You eat all of it. Mm -hmm. But it's just pitch black. And um, every single person, you can see this on Instagram. Every single person that emerges, they videotape them taking the... My uh, thing just timed out. They videotape them taking the goggle things off. And everybody cries instantly at the beauty of the world that they've missed out on mm -hmm. and that they've taken advantage of. And they all speak so softly and they're at such peace. And they all talk about how it's just you and your thoughts. You don't have a phone. You don't have a distraction. So there's screaming. There's crying. There's unbearable feeling of wanting to escape. But then once you get past all that, I guess there's this beautiful place of healing. 
to me, it sounds like solitary confinement, dude. I'd go crazy, but apparently it's really healing. But I think when do you have that opportunity ever with the way the world is and the way technology is? You're never forced to be quiet and silent and in the darkness without outside stimulation ever, ever. It's like the only opportunity that you would have is the sky place. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'd fare well with that at all. You got to check it out. It's very everybody's saying it sounds like a, a nightmare. I agree. I even wrote that in a comment. But the people are like you can leave at any time, but if you do manage to stick it out, the pride that you feel in yourself and the healing that comes from it is something you will take with you for the rest of your life. And you'll see phones are not that important. Computers, TV is not that important. Nature and family and love is what's important. Anyway, it's really interesting. And maybe that's what I need to get past my fear of the quiet. Hmm. I can tell you the exact name if anybody's interested in checking it out. I was like, I was like, you should do it and document it, but you're not allowed. No, dude. You can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm hoping they're like, hey, Tiffany, we think you're really cool. Just come to our cave for free. I don't know how how much much does it cost. I don't know. I I didn't want to look it up because I. You should look it up. I also found something else, but I don't know if I should tell you. It's called Sky Cave Retreats. Solo darkness retreats in Southern Oregon. Oh, in Oregon. Yeah. This, yeah, this grown man, he was like a cop for a really long time. And just, he went to this and he was just so emotional when he came out. Interesting. This, this layer of reality is, for the most part, I don't think I've had enough patience to see the magic of things. And so I seek out some catalyst for a moment of magic, whether it's like an extreme thing or a psychedelic thing or sex or whatever thing is, and you have these like peak experience. When one is stripped away from all of that stuff, suddenly all you have is all these other parts that actually, if you allow yourself to be with it, it's like, oh, there's actually a lot here. And be a lot. Everybody comes out with just this profound shit. Yeah, I don't think, listen, I think it's a whole place to yourself. It's not like a tank that you sit in for days. It's, um, I'm looking at it now. It's like, it looks like a little Airbnb situation cabin. What are you looking for, Meredith? I was trying to see the price. Oh, I thought you said you found something else and you didn't want to tell me about I it. Did. But I did. Want- I did. But I don't know if I want to tell you. Why? <laughs> so we definitely have to find the price on this. Just in general, because we have to, we'll have to bring it back up in in another podcast. Um, but so I don't remember the name of it. Actually, I know where I can go to find it, and I'll tell you what it was. Um, oops, oops, found it. All right, so, um, our friend Jody Sweden mm-hmm. just did. A um, promotional ad for a company, uh, and it came up on my Instagram, and I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like something I would do, you would do. Uh, it is a full body scan that they are oh, now yeah. offering. Did you see this? No, but is it for cancer and stuff? It does everything. So it's a full body MRI. It's called Prenuvo. It is a full body MRI. And um, for the price of, hold on. It's about time. For the price of. My firstborn sold. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a whole kidding. body scan, which takes 60 minutes, which is a complete head and torso scan. Um, it, it can pick up on anything from disc herniation, spinal cord abnormality, spinal uh, degeneration, musculoskeletal conditions, fatty liver disease, uh, MS detection. Um, it also includes uh, like any tumor, one centimeter or bigger. Like okay, literally. Where? Tell me where it's and how much. Twenty five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. And, 
For peace of mind? Are you crapping me? It's 25. She has a $300 coupon right now. Um, But you'd have to go to Boca Raton. That's the closest one, I think, in Florida. That's Florida. Yeah. And if I'll you don't want if you don't want to spend that, you can spend eighteen hundred bucks. But I that only gives you, uh, like groin up. No groin. What what could happen below the legs? Legs. I'll do groin up. So legs down could definitely be like like vein issues or yeah. Who like cares? Some of- we don't need legs. Oh. I'll do groin up. Okay. I can't, it's not in my budget right now. I've got a very, very tight budget. <laughs> well, and with your I $300 coupon, you know, that's $14.99. Dude, I have been dreaming of something like this existing. I think we all know the history of cancer in my family. They're all gone. Cancer took all of them. So I know it's only a matter of time. It's just which. I'm not trying to manifest that. I'm just saying I'm trying to be practical. What's it called? Realistic. You're sweaty again. Okay. Hello, David. I thought you took a shower. What, what happened? What are you doing? Are you scanning your body? I'm. <laughs> I was just telling Tiffany about it because I thought she would find it interesting. She also found a place for you to go, and that is Dave would love this, Tiffany. So I'm so glad you brought it up. Sky Cave Retreats. It's where you lock yourself in darkness for nine days. <laughs> Don't curse on my. What did he say? Come in and say it. Said you'd lost your fucking mind. Oh, you wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He's claustrophobic, terribly claustrophobic. I understand. I'm terribly claustrophobic. You're not claustered. You're not claustered. She said. So you're in a. You're in like a cabana, like a hut. In the dark. In the dark for nine days. Someone just did that. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. There you go. He just he said Aaron Rodgers did that. He does that over the summer. Like he goes to some random cabin and just no phone, no nothing. And it's just. Isolation. You're saying it's $250 a night. That's like a hotel. For this Sky Cave Retreats is 250 a night? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's how much doable. There, you pay for a hotel. Food, like streaming TV? No, you can't have any device. You can't have a device. You can't nope. have anything. Nope. It's darkness, Dave. Darkness and your thoughts. Like your soul, your soul might be like, I'm home. Yeah. What if your soul what? is excited to be? Home? Oh, he can hear me. Yeah. Yeah, I can oh, hear you. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think he could. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, we were friends, Tiffany. Mm. We're best friends. Mm. You're the wind beneath my wings. I'm okay, right. Bet Midler, calm down. <laughs> yeah. So how can he hear me? You have a headphone thing. They're loud. Damn. So anyway, so I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, Tiffany would do this. And there's actually, there's actually a, a screening center in Boca Raton because I looked at the different, uh, at the different locations because they do have several across the country, but the, close, the only one in Florida is in Boca Raton. How far is that from where I am? About three hours, maybe three and a half. It's worth just, it. it's just, you're driving across and down. It's worth bit. it to if see you, if you have tumors. If you want to do it. Yeah. Or fatty liver. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Oh my it? God. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would do it in a f- effing heartbeat. That's like my dream come true. I thought it was. I, and then I was like, I probably shouldn't tell her that this exists. And then I was like, I'll go I every week, bro. No, do you, no. I, I'm curious. Is it new? Like, is this one of those things where they, they've been talking about this for years? People have been talking about this. And the reason that it's not become mainstream or that it's not covered diagnostically by insurance is because then people would get treatment maybe or because um a lot of times um i think you go looking for something i don't know and maybe you find something else or there's a spot or there's a spot on the scan and it's not what you think it is and then people are worried because it's not or so but so i don't know Figure out what it is. What so when, it, there's no downside, honestly. So when I had my tumor. Don't look at my big weird leg. When right? when we found my tumor, that is, I asked. I said, will you send me in for one of those full body scans to check for tumors in other places? Because we already know I have one here. There could be more, right? And he's like, it's highly unlikely. And I'm like, can you just do it? Because I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to jump off a bridge. And I was like, and yeah. I'm not kidding. And I just need to know if I have tumors at anywhere else. 
And so he did send me in for a full scan and he's like, it's just the one tumor. And I was but, like, okay, but I felt better knowing that there was just one that I had to worry about because I did think to myself, well, if I have one here, then I have them other places. Mm-hmm. And that was my first thing. And he didn't, didn't want to send me because he's like, you know, things can pop up that look like there's something and then they're not. And then we have to do further testing. And I'm like, but I'd rather know. And he was like, okay. Yeah. What the hell is he even saying? Yeah. So he did send me and I liked that guy. Um, I liked that doctor. Doctor, I Coleman. don't like him. Oh, I liked him. He was a good he surgeon. He made it too difficult. He was a good surgeon. But anyway, so. I'm just kidding. That, um, sure but that's true. Like that was a, that was a, like I asked for that and that was, that was back in 2014. Yeah. I'd love to get it done, dude. I would love it. I, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to, I'm going to hit up Jody. Yeah, you should like, ask her. What's up with that coop? Yeah. Get the coopin. Hit me with the coop. Ask her about her experience. Ask her what she thought about it. Yeah, well. Yeah, but that's what I would do. Somebody said it should be more affordable. That's, yeah, but insurance is not going to pay. Is not going to cover these types of things. They're not going to just send you in with no claim or cause just because you want to know that you're healthy, which sounds ridiculous. But it, they will never do that. Can I just like I heard a story about these full body scans back in the day and only millionaires and celebrities could get them like there was rumor because I was always like I would love to do that but they're like you know something like that exists but it's Mm $30,000 and and so to me to hear that it's available maybe maybe because it's an MRI and not maybe they're getting something more in depth maybe maybe they're getting Maybe it's two different things. No, I think that just as technology advances, things will become more affordable to people as as there are new things that come to market, right? But yeah, that was the way. Um, Somebody said to speak with my doctor about genetic blood testing. The thing for me is, first of all, I didn't know that was a thing. So I will definitely do that. But also, I feel like a lot of the cancers that my family had uh, were caused by behaviors, uh, such as lung cancer for my mom, who smoked like a chimney, liver cancer for my dad, who drank like a camel, fish, fit. Do fish drink though? They, they say just... drink like a fish. I think it's I know in water. I don't know. I was gonna say that, but then I'm like, they just kind of live in it. <laughs> camels, camels don't have to drink much because they hold the water. Oh, all right, I'll figure it out. Okay. But I, I would love any and all tests that could tell me in full detail, what's wrong with me. And I had that blood testing done when I had the tumor. They did a round of, uh, for different types of cancers, like blood cancers and different things like that. And, um, cause also I have an uncle, my grandfather's brother who had myo, I think it's called myolioma is a type of cancer. And mm-hmm. so it was literally happening at the same time. And they were like, you should be tested for these other types of things. So I did that as well. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I think you, I think you would, what's the matter? What's wrong? I feel like I'm in trouble. Dave has just entered the room for those of you who aren't watching. Huh? Just hit Meredith. (laughs) She's grabbing a knife. What's going on? All right. Dave was multiple myeloma. That's what it was. I said it wrong. Yes. Um, anyway, so, uh, what he, what he was, was list. He was trying to listen to the podcast on the page and he said it wasn't coming up, but I was like, it's there. I checked when we first, uh, when we first got it has here. Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp been messing up for you. I don't know what WhatsApp is. Well, they're owned by meta. Okay. Um, something's up with them the past few days in the evening time. Okay. I mean, like it's not working. Yeah, probably not. But you haven't noticed. I, I don't think that I've been on much the past few days or like while I've been home recently, I haven't been on much mostly because we've had a million activities with the kids. Like great. Monday night, we drove all the way to Titusville for pole vaulting practice, which is an hour and 45 minutes there. And then an hour and 45 minutes back. 
two-hour drive for practice. Yeah, and then um, Tuesday night, I was on Facebook. I had a live with uh, Adrian from uh, Tale, Tales of an Educated Debutante. Oh, I like her. Yep, I like her too. She was super nice. She was helping me promote my show in Charlotte, North Carolina and Greenville, South Carolina. And we were talking murder, of course, a little bit. And mm. uh, so I was on Tuesday. And then yesterday I sat and watched. Uh, Maya. No, uh, Baby Gabriel, which oh. is what you watched. No, I can't. It's very interesting. Uh, the very- trials. Of Gabriel or whatever? Baby Gabriel is the baby who, so it was a, um, they weren't married. It was a boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, she grew they up. They did bad things to well, Gabriel. No. All right. We're talking about two different things. Yeah. No, this baby Gabriel, the mom and the boyfriend, um, weren't married, but they, they had this baby. They had a very, um, volatile relationship. She suffered from a lot of um she suffered from a lot of trauma growing up her mother died very young her and her twin brother grew up in foster care she had a lot of things going on mentally um their their relationship was rocky cut to the baby is eight months old she never really wanted to have a baby um they had broken up he was trying to get custody of the baby from her she fled the state met this other couple, decide she's going to adopt the baby out to them. He has technically no parental rights because he's not married. And apparently when whatever state they were in, if you're not married, but you are the father of the baby, you technically, I guess, don't have custody rights. This was years ago. This was in 2009. Um, You can watch the whole thing. But she basically says to him, I killed the baby. And he says, no, you didn't. And she's like, I did. And you're never going to see him again. And then he calls the cops. The cops scoop her up. And she says, I didn't really kill the baby. I adopted you, him in a black Are you market. doing spoilers right now? Yeah. Did you want me to stop? Yeah. You should not, <laughs> not do spoilers for people, you weirdo. Oh, my God. I don't know how this works. But what yeah. I can tell you is it's very interesting. It's a couple of episodes long. Um, there's twists and turns. And... um. I thought it was... It was crazy. There's a different one. Something about Gabriel. Something about trials. But it's very sad. And I can't watch it. This one um, is very sad. But at the same time... But it has a happy ending. No, there's no ending. We still don't know where baby Gabriel is. I just spoiled the whole thing. Oh, my gosh, Meredith, <laughs> you really did so bad. Well, you know at the beginning when you're watching it that they don't know where Gabriel is. You know at the beginning. They're like, it's been 14 years since he's been missing. Like, you know that, that he doesn't. But I, it's it's worth the watch just because it you don't know what's going on. Like, it's to this day. Marie and oh Lord help us all that she does not understand how a spoiler works. I've never done this uh, review type thing before. I'm so sorry. Um, but it was on maybe Amazon Prime, maybe you said Peacock. I've never done a review type. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. I just sat and watched it. <laughs> I thought about doing a podcast where I just talk about the things I watch on TV, but if I do that, then the whole thing is spoilers. Yeah, we you're going to have to get some training before okay. you do that because that is I'm not sorry. Oh my gosh. Why don't we end on this? Um oh I recently caught a glimpse of my mush in the mirror and I'm thinking about going in for lip, lip fillers. Don't do it. Yeah, watch. You and I have had this conversation watch. so many times. Let me explain. It's gotten really bad. Okay? I've never gotten Botox, I've never gotten fillers, I've never done any of these things. <laughs> But I know. I you, think you should do what makes you happy, Meredith. I've always told you that. Do what yeah. makes you happy. But Dave, Dave has a huge problem with it, which Dave is not it. enough reason either. But you said you didn't want that. Are you ready? I'll show you how bad it's gotten. Okay. I'm aging at a rapid pace. I'm not a Benjamin Button. I'm a Button Benjamin. I'm the other way. Okay. You ready? 
What am I looking at? Look at the look at the divot. That's not filler. You would get Botox. Okay, so maybe Botox right here. I don't want to touch my lips. I don't want to make my lips bigger. I know you don't. That's why I react. I want to get the wrinkles out of the top lip because I have rosacea. Well, which how you often can do you make here. butthole face? Oh, all day or day. So I have rosacea, which you can see here. It's very red. Okay. We've been trying to treat it. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, as a result of that, my lip always looks darker because the rosacea is over here. On what? Show her what it looks like when you go to kiss Okay. Do it right into that. Okay. You have a cat. Yeah, it's a cat butthole mouth. Your cat ever walk away from you and you just see the cat butthole? She's just said it's cat butthole mouth. Every day. Okay. All day. You stop doing that, you wouldn't need to inject anything in your face. Somebody told me it's from drinking out of straws. It's from making that face over it's and over. It's not from making the face. It's from it's it from talking. You Do can what see you want. It. Do what you want. Literally, here's what Botox is. It's an injection that paralyzes the muscle. Mm -hmm. So the muscle doesn't move as much or as aggressively. You just have to be careful. Like there's something called the lip flip where they uh, inject it around here. And then this all gets paralyzed. But then the problem is when you talk, like the whole thing moves instead of. But it's temporary. I, If you want to try it, try it. But yeah. I know that you don't want lip filler. But maybe you do now. And if you do, if you changed your mind, I support you. I just want these lines to go away. It looks like the Grand Canyon on my top lip. Then go do it. I have a consultation. Good. But Dave is very upset. And he well, said I should not be doing these things. Okay. Well, that's nice that he's supportive. But it's Dave, it's, it's her face. She's got to walk around with it. You want your woman to feel good because when she feels good, you feel good. You know what I'm saying? You know? Somebody on Facebook told me to quit kissing Dave. Problem solved. Ah! <laughs> That's funny. Dave's a great guy. I think he what just she, loves you. She says, I have molasta. I don't know what molasta is, not rosacea. Botox fillers and a facelift won't help you. Not worth the risk. I, I definitely have rosacea. I have been seen by a dermatologist, and they are, they've put me on medication. As you can see, it started when we were on tour. Remember, you were like, what's wrong with your face? And I was yes. like, I don't know. And um, But I but rosacea has nothing to do with wrinkles. That's why no. I don't see the correlation. I because of the redness, I think I've noticed it more on my lip because of the two distinct different colors. So it draws my attention to the lip because the red circles it. See what I mean? Yes, kind of. Not really. So, Only okay. right here. But yeah, you know that. So filler and Botox are two different things. You know that. I've never smoked in my life. So it's not from cigarettes. But it could be from literally anything else. Yeah. Botox does dissolve. I don't, you can't put filler up here, first of all. Oh. That would be, you'd look like something from Cat in the Hat. Oh, that's what that does? Yeah. Filler oh. is putting something into your face that changes the structure. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you put cheek filler here, it pulls up the skin and makes your cheek bigger. If you put filler in your lips, it makes your lips bigger. Oh. So Botox just paralyzes the muscle so that it doesn't contract as much, causing wrinkles. Yeah. I, it's temporary. It goes yeah. away. How long does Botox last? I don't know the exact... A couple months. A couple months. I don't know the exact amount, but I know that it is temporary. There are obviously side effects with Botox, but um, Botox is not as permanent as filler. Don't turn into a who from Whoville. You look That's fine. what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't put any Three filler months. up here. I won't put Three any months. filler up here. I'm just going to go get a consultation next week. And we'll see how it goes. There's so much I want done. But looks like we're not going to have time to uh, talk about Colleen Benjamin. But uh, whatever her name is. Colleen Ballinger. Be Ballinger? It's Colleen, I think. It's Colleen. 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 I know. I was just going to say that. So, um, okay. Well, I guess she's uh, not. Well, we won't discuss it. We could discuss it next time or not at all. 
I just, yeah. she gave, she did the video last night. She posted the Ugh. video. Did you watch it? Yeah, some of it. She said, let me repeat. She sang a video. An apology. Night. No, she didn't apologize. There okay. Was no apology well, in her video. She was kind of coming for her PR person. Well, I don't know. Go watch it if you have any interest in it. I only thought we'd talk about it because she is a prominent YouTuber. And so, um, you know, whatever. But we don't. I mean, we can. It. It's just we're at an hour 16. Yeah, that's okay. We can, we can, we can cut her, cut, cut, cut it loose. Um, maybe next time. <laughs> Vicky says she deaf didn't apologize at all. What's her name? Mm-hmm. People are like, now we're going to go look it up. Colleen. Colleen. It's like Colleen Ballinger. She's Miranda Sings. Miranda Sings. All right. All right, guys. Well, it was uh, a blast per the use. Yes. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, a podcast hosted by two struggling. Is that not it? That's close enough. (laughs) Hosted by two struggling moms who don't make any money off of this. Yeah, so be gentle with us because we're here because we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Who have no idea what we're we're doing. doing. Clearly. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye.